Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for free. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com slash busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray and I talk all about Monday Night Raw. A new feel, a new pace to a new regime on Monday Night Raw. Seemed to connect the dots logically. Also, had a good feel and something that Bully Ray and I discussed at length. What are they doing with Randy Orton after that unsanctioned match with Christian And now that Charlotte's on Monday Night Raw, what are they doing with Charlotte? Bully Ray has a big idea. Something that could lead to possibly SummerSlam or WrestleMania. How about Charlotte and Randy Orton? We talk about the positives, the negatives with the Busted Open Nation. And where could that take place? And could it take place in front of a live crowd? All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. You know what? I got to say this, Bully. I'm a little excited this morning. I'm a, Listen, I'm always excited when I'm doing Busted Open. But I got to be honest. I got a little, uh, you know, a little, um, you know, a little energy, a little, you know, a little momentum coming out of last night. I got a little pep in my step after what I saw last night on Monday Night Raw. Finally, I get a Raw. And I'm not saying that everything was perfect. I'm not saying everything was great. But usually around hour three, my eyelids get heavy when I'm watching Monday Night Raw. Or I start grabbing a remote control to start channel surfing. That was not the case last night. I think overall, a really good effort. And the one thing I can say about Monday Night Raw last night, it was not boring. I agree. And they were able to keep you through the three hours because they gave you a thread. They gave you a story that ran throughout the whole show. Now, they've been giving us stories that run throughout the whole show in the past. But what was unique last night is the story was with characters that you really, truly cared about. Obviously, Orton right now is hitting on all cylinders. The guy is on fire. Christian comes back. First time in the ring in a long, long time. You get the interaction with Christian and Randy. Randy lays down the gauntlet. Unsanctioned match. You, can you do it, Christian, huh? Or are you just a coward like uh, like I've known you've been you know, your whole life? And now Christian, who we haven't seen wrestle in an umpteenth amount of years, is he going to wrestle? Is he not going to wrestle? You want to stick around to see what Christian's going to do. Is he going to defend his honor? Is he going to defend his friend's honor? Like, what's the deal here? And then you get the payoff. They gave you a reason to stick around last night. You care about Christian. You care about Randy Orton. You care about the story. And that's why through the entire three hours it worked. Pepper in Big Show, Pepper in Ric Flair, Pepper in all these guys in the company telling Christian why he should probably not step into the ring with uh, Randy Orton, and you're intrigued, and that's yeah. why it worked. 
Yeah, and listen, Bully, I know we don't put a lot of stock into ratings, especially when it comes to Monday Night Raw, but I think you would agree that since they went to the three-hour format, you see a steep decline in the ratings from hour one to hour three. Why? Because they don't give you that hook. I think you just said some things that I, I don't want to just glance over. I actually want to, you know, spotlight a little bit here. Is that you said about characters and personalities that you really care about? I think that's true. I think that they've done a good job, you know, especially last night of highlighting those personality and characters and making you want to see them on your TV screen. One of the big critiques and criticisms when it comes to Monday Night Raw is that, and we have said it, and you have said it many, many times. There aren't any stars on Raw. Well, how do you build stars? By putting them in positions where you care about them and there's an emotional connection. What better way than with Orton and Christian? And if anybody was watching that show from the start, I would have to think they had to stick around to the end of that show. Not only because you care about Orton and Christian, but like you said, they did enough during the course of the show to grab your attention. And I know we said this at the beginning of the story with Orton and Edge, but I really felt it last night with Randy Orton. He's on a different level than he's ever been in his career. That promo that started that show last night gave me goosebumps. You know, the things that he was saying about Edge, you know, talking about how he's now the greatest wrestler, you know, referencing the legend killer, you know, saying that, you know, Edge is, you know, you know, he's cleared to return in July of 2029. Those little things that, you know, that, man, this is like a different Randy Orton than we've seen over the last 10 years. I've always said that he's a bit underappreciated. You've said that they really haven't put him in a position over the last few years for him to succeed. And I think right now he's doing the best work of his career. It's not about them putting him in a position to succeed. It's about the WWE putting him in the ring with somebody that compliments him well and that can he can work with and up to. Randy was in the ring with guys that were, you know, quote unquote, beneath him, meaning they were always trying to work up to Randy Orton's level or guys that were on the same level with him where Randy could just do this blind. It's just wrestling match after wrestling match, generic story after generic story now we get something completely different with with edge we get backstory we get history we get um friendship we get family we get all of this stuff coming to a head and what do we what do we have with edge that we don't have with almost the entire wwe roster an emotional connection a love a relationship we look at edge with our hearts not with our brains this is our guy this is our guy that not only gave us you know some of the greatest you know tlc matches this is a guy that was also a credible world heavyweight champion we are all in on edge and that that's what Randy Orton needed all this time. I've been for the past year and a half or so, I've been saying that Randy Orton needed the right guy. And that's when you'd see Randy Orton flourish. Edge is the right guy. Trust me, Randy even knows that. Randy in his heart knows that he needed Edge. Did Randy need Edge to work another 10 years and to keep making millions and millions of dollars? No. Randy needed Edge to get to that next level of storytelling, that next level of emotional investment. Remember when Austin was on the show? Remember when I, you know, when, when he was saying, ah, Bubba, I, come on, Bubba, you really think that Stone Cold and Becky Lynch need to be in the same ring? Yes, I do. Because everybody needs somebody sometime, just like Steve needed Vince McMahon. And at this point in his career, Randy Orton needed Edge. And last night, to an extent, he needed Christian. We all need each other. You can't go out there and do it by yourself. You can't get yourself over, so to speak. You know, I'm always talking about get yourself over, get yourself over. Yes, to, an, to a degree, you can get yourself over. But when it comes time for the match, you need somebody to dance with. Nobody's, nobody's winning dancing with the stars on their own. Agreed. And when you look at this story with Edge, and now Edge is out, I think they did a good job of sealing the fate of Christian last night as well. And then you get Ric Flair involved. Like, 
And and then Orton's there saying, I'm sorry. It's like, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Like, I'm sorry, but you know what? Like, this is me. This is, you know, I didn't want to do this, but this is who I am. You know, that true viper, like you say, you know. You know, if you if you play with a snake, you're going to get bit. That's the nature of a snake. This is the nature of Randy Orton. So let me ask you this, Bully. What's next for Randy Orton? Because you just went through Edge. You had Christian as a nice, you know, gap. But what's next for Randy Orton after this? This is going to sound so outlandish. This is going to sound ridiculous. And the chances of it happening, uh, I'm not quite sure. But something struck me really f- funny last night. Remember the backstage segment with Rick and Charlotte? Mm -hmm. Rick was talking to Charlotte. What did you get out of that? Not really anything, honestly. It was was a giant nothing burger. It was kind of like a filler segment. It was like, it was like, it's like Rick is saying to Charlotte, like, what's next? What's next? And she's like, dad, dad. And he's, he's like, come on, there's gotta be people here annoying you. She's like, everybody annoys me. Dad, dad, don't worry. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And I'm saying to myself, the way she was talking to her dad almost was like, leave me alone. Now, I could be totally wrong here. I just found it very odd to see Ric Flair in the back with Charlotte Flair and get absolutely nothing out of the backstage uh, segment. Now, maybe other people got something out of it. I didn't. And I kind of put it under a, a microscope and really tried to figure it out. And it wasn't until the end of the show until I started scratching my head and going, hmm. Rick comes in and nutshots Christian. There were people on social media saying, bully, why did Ric Flair do that? Why would he do that? Why would he do that? Well, it's called evolution, douche nozzles. That's why he would do it, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> they have a history. Come on sure now. Do. There's a history there. Rick's the dirtiest player in the game. Rick and Randy, evolution, yada, yada, yada. But what Rick did was pretty low down, especially to a guy like Christian who hasn't wrestled in, 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 in God knows how long. Do you think that Charlotte would ever be annoyed with what her dad did? Dad's, Rick's always calling Charlotte the best wrestler, the best wrestler. <clears throat> and he's always calling Randy the best wrestler, the best wrestler. What if dad need to make a decision about who the best really was? Charlotte or Randy? I mean, if if we've heard we've heard Charlotte say in interviews that she wants to wrestle a man, she does. She has said that publicly. Yes. And if you're gonna wrestle a man, is there any man better to wrestle than Randy Orton? Well, I mean, just listen from what he said on Raw last night. He said. At the beginning of that show, he won the greatest wrestling match ever. That makes him the greatest wrestler. You mentioned that filler segment that I called between Charlotte and Rick backstage. But what did Charlotte say to Rick? She said, there's a lot of people that bug me here, but I do what I want to do. And Rick, how did that end? Rick giving her the thumbs up. It it sounds outlandish. But if you talk about the conversations that you and I have had about Charlotte and that there's really nothing left for her to do in the women's division. She's done every she's won every title, including the NXT title. She comes back to Monday Night Raw. Randy Orton is claiming he's the best wrestler. And then Charlotte says she does whatever she wants to do. And then you have the involvement of Ric Flair. I don't know, Bully. Does it really sound outlandish if you look at all the evidence that has happened over the course of not only on Monday Night Raw, but what she said publicly that she does want to get into the ring with a male competitor? Now, did you get that after watching last night or did it just come into <clears throat> come into focus for you when I laid it all out? You, uh, it, came, it came into focus as you laid it all out. And the key... And, and this is the beauty of what you're saying, Bully. The key is the backstage segment with Ric Flair. Because, again, in the moment when you're watching it, it's a nothing segment. It means absolutely nothing. It's almost like, all right, we just put this together so Ric Flair and Charlotte could say woo. I mean, seriously. But if you really dissect what 
was said in that segment. And then the eye contact between Rick and Charlotte and Charlotte saying, I do what I want to do. And Flair giving her the thumbs up kind of comes into major play after you laid out what you just did. Randy versus Charlotte SummerSlam. You got a match you're going to watch? Of course. Not only is that a is that a match I would watch, that's a match. There is no other match the WWE could put together that would be bigger than that one. Whose corner is Ric Flair in? It's a good question. I mean, exactly. And there's your there's your underlying story. We get Charlotte versus Randy. Oh my God. Oh, whoa, whoa, what are they going to do here? What's going to do here? What's going to do here? And then the underlying story, whose who's corner is is uh, Rick going to be in? Rick's always screaming at the top of his lungs about how great Randy is. Randy, 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 best in the world. Randy, Randy, I was there for Randy last night. Throttled Christian right in the nuts. But my daughter, she's the greatest thing since sliced bread. You know, Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte. What is Rick going to do? I'm, I'm telling you, there's something there. And if I had the pencil in my hand, it would be booked already. That would be my match for SummerSlam. The Yaka Barak Show. Iron Mike Tyson, iconic name, gave us the knee post on Instagram and Twitter. No caption needed. I mean, I, I like Mike's opinion. I would love to hear him speak on it, but I appreciate the post. I think a caption is so important. Being kneeled says it all you know but uh people want to hear your words people want to know what's what's on your mind mike you know you're such an iconic figure uh we love to hear you speak weekdays from 12 to 1 p.m eastern only on sirius xm fight nation channel 156 and it's funny because bully said before he mentioned what he said that is that you're gonna think it's crazy and this is outlandish this is completely off the grid Charlotte and Randy Orton, but when you really think about it, and the evidence is laid out from, you know, Charlotte publicly saying in interviews that she wants to wrestle, you know, the male competitors in the WWE, from everything that was played out. And again, bully, this is something that you usually don't get from Monday Night Raw, right? You know, where you have, they're actually connecting the dots on Monday Night Raw. They're actually planting seeds on Raw where it makes sense if this is the way that they go. This is unlike Monday Night Raw. You always say that sometimes the WWE insults your intelligence, but you actually have to be pretty savvy to pick up on the things that happened on Monday Night Raw from last night. Uh, A filler segment, at least what you think is a filler segment between Flair and Charlotte, and again, the big question is, where does Randy go next? Before we even get into Charlotte, where does Randy go next? Because Randy proclaimed right at the start of the show, he's the best wrestler, and he doesn't need a title to prove it. So right there, he's not going after Drew McIntyre. And what did Rick say to Charlotte about the championships? What championship are you going for next? And she kind of blew it off. It's as if a championship means nothing to Charlotte and Randy right now. It's all about being the best wrestler in the company. So let's just talk about how people perceive Charlotte right now. I'm the, I'm talking about our nation members, right? We're talking a lot about Charlotte being shoved down your throat. Why did Charlotte hold this championship? Why did they put her on NXT and she held the NXT championship if ultimately she didn't put anyone over? So all those titles that Charlotte has collected over the over the last five years, really to a lot of fans, don't mean anything at all. There is nothing that means more than her being in the ring with Randy Orton. Randy said he doesn't need a title. Charlotte in that way said she doesn't need a title either. And what she said to her father was, I do what I want to do. And the next thing you see is Ric Flair giving the nut shot, the Christian at the end of the show to help out Randy Orton. I don't know. You know what, bully? You said this is going to sound outlandish after the way of, after how you've kind of laid it out. I don't think it's outlandish at all. As a matter of fact, it makes complete sense. And then when we get deep into the storyline and we realize that Charlotte versus Randy is going to happen and Rick is torn and Rick doesn't know what he's going to do because this is my, this is basically 
a protege of mine versus my daughter, who Rick loves them both to death. And then Randy is going to have to tell Rick to make a decision. Whose side are you on, Rick? Is this it's is it evolution or is it your daughter's? And Rick has to choose his daughter. And then Randy does what he does best: kills legends. And Randy punts Rick Flair's head right back to the Carolinas. Yeah. And Rick is in the hospital. And Rick is in bad shape. And Charlotte has to win for her dad. And that's how you make Charlotte a babyface. Oh my God, yes. Because if Char and the other thing too, which the WWE is really, really lacking right now, is a lot of attention. The ratings are down. And also, it's not getting any mainstream attention at all. Listen, I know Tessa Blanchard won the Impact World Championship. Blip on the radar. It, it really was. Charlotte winning. You know, a match over Randy Orton, doesn't matter if she wins a championship or not. Just the match itself, just the hype for the match at SummerSlam. I'm sorry. Everybody's talking about that. Everyone is talking about that. Because you know who, when Charlotte is pumping up that match, who's going to be by her side when she's doing it? The greatest of all time, Ric Flair. Listen, if history has taught us anything, a guy versus a gal can work when it's the right guy and the right gal. China and Jericho, China and Jeff Jarrett. Did those matches work, Dave? Yes. And you're going to tell me in 2020 that Charlotte Flair, a superior female athlete, a superior female wrestler, cannot have a great match with Randy Orton, a superior male wrestler? If we're going to do this man versus woman thing like every Tom, Dick, and Harry independent wants to do, and everybody who's putting their toe in the water with tiny girls bumping around bigger men and doing it the wrong way psychology-wise, you're going to tell me that Flair versus Orton is not going to work and be the best male versus female match you've ever seen? Come on, man. That's got money written all over it. Charlotte Flair versus Randy Orton. SummerSlam. Book it. And here's the thing, and you know this from the history of the WWE. At WrestleMania 3, you saw Hogan and Andre in the ring that they claimed for the first time ever, even though they've had matches before. You know, they had a match at Shea Stadium in front of 45,000 fans. And then they also made the claim that Andre had never been body slammed. You know what? Andre had been body slammed many times before. But at least a dozen wrestlers body slammed Andre before Hogan did it at WrestleMania 3. But the way the WWE presented that match, everybody in attendance and mostly everybody that was watching it that day thought that was the first time that Andre had ever been beaten and the first time Andre had ever been body slammed and they thought it was the first time that Hogan and Andre were in the ring together. It's all about perception. And believe you me, the way that they would hype that match up, you mentioned, you know, Impact Wrestling and all the indies. I'm sorry. Most people tuning in are thinking, oh, my God, this is the first time we're ever going to see it. That's how they're going to present it to people. And it's going to get mainstream attention because Charlotte is known, but Ric Flair is a mainstream superstar that everybody knows. And honestly, Randy Orton is somebody that a lot of mainstream people knows. My wife knows who Randy Orton. My brother knows who Randy Orton is. There isn't anybody that they can name on the roster right now, but they know Randy, and they certainly know Ric Flair. And as the story progresses, you recreate one scene from a very famous movie. And this is the scene that will set the tone for Charlotte's run to the top against Randy. Do you know where I'm going, Dave? I know a bachelor party with uh, with Diane and Rick. Take your face and run it into a brick wall. <laughs> Awful. Awful. You recreate the scene from Rocky Two. Randy punts Ric Flair in the head so bad, he puts him in the hospital. Or Randy punts Rick in the gut where he had all his surgeries. We're used to seeing Randy kick guys in the head, right? Mm -hmm. Kick Rick in his guts where they split him open and had to work on his insides. Real life, man. Just like I always say somebody needs to go after Brock Lesnar's diverticulitis, somebody should go after Ric Flair's guts. And who better than Randy Orton? 
punt him <clears throat> right in his scar tissue. And when Rick is laid up in bed and can finally come around and talk to his daughter and, and, and Charlotte's like, I can't do this, daddy. I can't do this, daddy. There's no way I'm not leaving your side. And Rick looks at Charlotte and says, I want you to do one thing, win. That's it, man. There's your story. And now Charlotte Flair starts her run to Randy Orton. You going to tell me that doesn't work? No, that works. And I'll, put my, puts I'll her- put my booking of this angle up against anybody's booking of this angle. And my booking will smoke your freaking booking. <laughs> How's that? I love it. I love it. I love it. The biggest names in the combat sports world are on MMA Tonight. Cody Garbrandt joins us. I got to the title fast under two years in the UFC. Won a world championship, trailblazed to the top. This time is going to be way more generous, way more sacrifice. And I just said, are you prepared to throw it all in and erase the last few years and what happened go from there? Once I had that hard part with myself and, and stopped really making excuses or just got back to the hard work, I mean, the simplest form of hard work pays off. Happy to be back, excited to have those feelings back inside the octagon. Back to loving it and then just working hard for it. Tuesday through Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. What makes your point even bigger is there's nobody else. Who are you going to put in a ring with Randy Orton that people would give a shit about? There's nobody, not even Drew McIntyre, because Randy said the title doesn't mean anything. There's nobody else for Charlotte to face. Do you really want to see Charlotte and Sasha again or Charlotte and Bailey again or Charlotte and Rhea Ripley again? There's nobody else for Charlotte to face. She's done everything. This is the only way to go. And honestly, Bully, talking about it gives me goosebumps. There's no other matchup right now with the roster that we have on SmackDown and Raw. I don't care. A million different combinations. There's nothing that excites me more than what you laid out. Not only because of the match, but because of the story. We've been, we've been talking about it for months Randy is one of the best wrestlers ever. He really is. He makes it look flawless. And I have said for weeks that Charlotte is head and shoulders above every other woman in that women's division in the WWE. To me, this is the only conclusion. Is there a baby face in the WWE that has a much emotional investment as Edge has had since his return at the Rumble? No. Is there a babyface in WWE as beloved as Edge? No. So who are you going to put, what babyface are you going to put against Randy Orton that can hold a candle to Edge right now? Right now, no one. Everybody would be a step backwards as far as emotional investment is concerned, right? Yes. So as far as a blood feud or a major storyline, there's nobody there right now. So when there's no feud, when there's no story, when there's no, you know, something deep, which way do you go? Well, let's go for the championship. Do you really care about watching Randy Orton chase Drew McIntyre or Braun Strowman? No, 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 no. Now, not not listen, even a little? No, I mean, uh, Randy and Braun no, doesn't do anything no. for me. The answer's the, no. The, the answer's no. So now we got to think outside of the box. Especially, really quick, Bully, especially since Randy Orton said that the title doesn't mean anything. He's the best wrestler, and the title doesn't make the man. So, I mean, even after, what are you going to do after that? Then you're going to book a program, him going after the championship, after he just said the championship is meaningless? Yeah. But go on. And despite the fact that the last name Flair is synonymous with World Heavyweight Championship gold, do you really want to see Charlotte become a world champion again right now? No. Do do you care about Charlotte with a championship around her waist? Other than the the WWE championship, other than that, there's no other championship that excites me around Charlotte's waist. Would you care about Charlotte if Randy RKO'd her and then punted her father in the head? Of course, yes. Mm. And there you have it. It's right there, folks. It's storytelling. It's deep-rooted, emotional investment storytelling. Randy versus Charlotte works on all levels. And the great thing about the finish of the match is Charlotte does not have to go over to get over. 
All they have to do is have a fantastic match. And hey, if by some reason Charlotte was to find a way to catch the quick one, one, two, three, and Randy kicked the three and a half, that would be fine too. Charlotte needs Randy Orton, and Randy Orton needs Charlotte right now. It's the match that will have everybody talking. Let me ask you this. If that was the way they went, and there was going to be a match between Randy Orton and Charlotte Flair, could you see... Charlotte, now I, I know you said she doesn't need to, but could you see Charlotte beating Randy Orton? Is it that much of a stretch for Charlotte to beat Randy Orton? Nothing is a stretch in pro wrestling if you do it the right way. If it is booked correctly, if the psychology of the match is done correctly, then yes, anything can happen. And you go with the most simplistic of finishes where Randy goes for an RK uh, goes for an RKO. He misses it. Charlotte's able to slide underneath, roll up one, two, three, and Randy kicks right after that three count happens. And Randy's right back on his feet, stunned. So Randy's not laid out from a finish, or he's not tapping out to the figure eight. He's right back up. But Charlotte was able to catch the one, two, three. That's how right, you let's- book that shit. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Bubba. <laughs> First drop of the uh, of the Georgia I love it. of the, I mean, of the, the time, Georgia. The fucking guys are great. I mean, impeccable timing. <laughs> the way to go. I mean, if it's me, I the, the match will be phenomenal. It'll be intriguing. It'll be back and forth. They will build it to a way where you think Charlotte's going to win, you think Charlotte's going to win, you think Charlotte's going to win. Randy can always get the one, two, three, because the shot at the end is Randy extending his hand to Charlotte and helping her up, despite the fact that she kicked dad in the head. So maybe they don't go that way. But in order to get people don't love Charlotte right now. I need to love her. I need to have to want her see her beat Randy Orton. Not just because she's a woman. It's because I love her. I'm emotionally invested in her. What can Randy do to Charlotte? Well, he could do a, you know, a couple of things. Can't punch her in the face, but you got to do something within the wrestling realm. But making Charlotte watch? As Randy kicks dad right in his, right, right in his scar tissue? Yeah, that's heat. Yeah, Watching that girl break down and cry and a blubbering mess, tears rolling down her face, dripping down onto her father. She's going to retire because her father's banged up again. Come on. The story's there. Yeah. I mean, all right. I'm in. You're in. But let's hear if the Busted Open Nation is in. 877-344-4893. 877-FIGHT93. Let's talk to the nation. Let's go out to Charlie in Philadelphia. Charlie. Charlotte and Randy Orton, give me your thoughts. Well, first of all, I think this is a fantastic idea that Bubba came up with, but I want to take it since he uh, challenged the listeners to come up with a better storyline. I don't want to say better, but uh, I would certainly go in a little bit of a different direction using Ric Flair's history. So he's clearly known as the dirtiest player in the game. And uh, we're talking about Randy Orton, Randy Orton, the Viper, a similar type of character. So let's uh, go back to something you guys talked about a few days ago with uh, Bobby Riggs. So let's portray Ric Flair as an out-of-touch, chauvinistic guy, which certainly works with his character, telling Charlotte that there's no way that she could beat a man and play up the angle that way. And ultimately at the end, the uh, bottom line is blood is thicker than water. And despite a whole buildup suggesting that uh, she can't win at the end, what happens is that Ric Flair, who you don't know who he's going to side with ends the match by giving Randy Orton a nut shot, going full circle, allowing Charlotte to win. I mean, you know what, Charlie? You could go that route. I mean, whether it's whether it's because he's a chauvinist or not, I don't even know if that's the point. It's just the point where 
you know, it's his daughter, and he knows how great Randy is, and maybe that's the one mountain she cannot climb and conquer. Like, you know, he's not convinced that that Charlotte can do it and doesn't want her to do it. And it goes back that actually does go back to what Bully was saying with Rocky too. I don't think you can do it. And then Randy attacks Ric Flair, and then Ric Flair laid up in the hospital's bed. Win, Charlotte, win. I mean it 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 all adds up to the same equation, Bully. I'm just wondering it's not even about the story and I, and I'm and listen if you have a good story that's fine but I'm wondering if fans are buying it. When I made the head and shoulders comment a couple weeks ago, I got a lot of heat from our nation members. But I truly believe that she is head and shoulders. It's funny. I've spoken to a lot of fans that agree with me, but they don't want to say it. I've talked to a lot of people that agree with me, but they don't want to say it publicly. I don't mind saying it publicly. I really do think she's head and shoulders above every other woman in that division. So for me, this is the only way to go with Charlotte. I'm just wondering, Bully, if fans want to see it. I can't see how they don't, but I'm interested if they want to. I'm going to give you an example of two matches that might help you put the head and shoulders into perspective. Can Charlotte and Randy Orton have a great wrestling match? Yes. Can they make it believable? Yes. Could Sasha and AJ Styles have a great wrestling match? Yes, they can. Could they make it believable? Yes. Would Charlotte's performance against Randy be head and shoulders above Sasha's performance against AJ? Exactly. It's not going to be head. It would be better, but it wouldn't be head and shoulders. Really? It would be better. You could definitively say that Charlotte versus Randy would be definitively better than Sasha versus AJ? Not head and shoulders, but I think it would be better, yeah. No, no. You said definitively better. You think it would be no, definitively you put those, better? No, you put those it words in my be. mouth. It wouldn't it be. It might be. Okay. It, it might be, be but okay. it w- each would have an equal cho- chance of being the better All match right. because can- of the four people involved. You can't say that that, that match that that Charlotte would be head and shoulders above. Uh, I didn't say head and shoulders. Let me turn it around, bully. Let me turn this around, and I want you, you to be try. honest. You can I want try. you to be honest. I want you to be honest here. I always am. Okay. Charlotte and Randy would be great, right? Yes. Charlotte and AJ, I think, would be great. Yes. Sasha, Sasha and AJ would be great. Yes. Would Sasha and Randy Orton be great? It would be good, but not believable because of the size difference. That's why I gave you Sasha and AJ. I was trying to give you an apples to apples comparison based on size. Sasha and Randy, no. This is why I don't like a lot. I love intergender matches with the right women and the right men. I think that they can work, okay? But when I see Jordan Grace picking up Brian Cage and flipping him around, it's beyond the realm of believability. If Brian Cage puts himself in certain positions, then I can believe it. When I saw Tessa Blanchard, what's the big tall guy in OVE? He's like six foot yeah, six. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I hear He's you. a monster. When I see Tessa Blanchard bumping that guy around, nope, sorry. I don't give a shit how good Tessa is. You're not bumping around a six foot six, 300 pound man. It's not happening. I mean, I think she hit a freaking Rana on him. No. Did Lita hit a Rana on me? Yes. Circumstantial. Like she was already on the top rope, came flying at me, gave me a Rana. Like there's a way to do things. That's why I'm saying. Agreed. Agreed. That's my point. But but I think with Charlotte, there's, there's not many wrestlers on the WWE male roster right now that I couldn't put in the ring with Charlotte Flair. No, as a matter of fact, yeah. there are, there's a matter of, you could probably say three quarters of the roster would have to work up to her level. Hey, Agreed. let's not forget Seth also. Seth is, Seth is marred in this Messiah thing that he's doing, which uh, I don't know. Whatever. Some people might whatever. like it, you know, whatever, whatever. you know, yeah. Seth versus Charlotte. Awesome. Oh, money. Awesome. Money. Seth versus Sasha. Um, there's a lot of ways to go. Hey, let me ask you this. What if they ne- what if they didn't go with Randy and Charlotte? And they went with an idea that would not, in my eyes, be nearly as good. But what if they went because Rick is the common denominator? What mm-hmm. if Rick brought 
Charlotte and Randy closer together? What if they were a tag team? Yeah, I guess. It's, it, it, but it, to me, that's a reminder that you could have those two in there. If they, if they were a team, I'm just waiting for that team to break up so they can get into the ring and wrestle together. You okay. know? Yeah. Do, do, would, you, would you like to go to see them go down that route to get to the eventual singles match? Or would you like to just see them head down, start telling a story to head down the road to that singles match? Bully, what you laid out is, is perfect. I don't know why you would have to even venture off of that road. Your home for all things combat sports is Sirius XM Fight Nation. Start your day with Hall of Fame Pro Wrestling Talk on Busted Open. Respect these men and women that build the business. Then, the Barak Show keeps you up to date on all things boxing. Boxing is the theater of the unexpected. And MMA guru, Luke Thomas, has you covered for mixed martial arts. Joe Rogan is the most important influencer in all of MMA. The fight game broken down like nowhere else. Only on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Getting a lot of opinions from the Busted Open Nation. Again, if you're not into Randy and Charlotte, why? Are you in? Are you out? And if you're out, give us a reason why and who Randy should face next and who Charlotte should face next. And if you don't like it, give us a match with the current WWE roster. No, Don't give me somebody that's not currently signed with the WWE. Give me a match that could be bigger than Charlotte Flair and Randy Orton. This is not bigger, but are you interested in Charlotte versus Bianca Belair right now? I mean, they haven't done enough to get me excited for that. I, I love the idea of it. I'm a big Bianca Belair, but they haven't really built a story around that. So, uh, no, no. The answer to that. Well, is you no. asked me to give you an idea. I gave you an idea. All right. I, I'm saying it could be if they develop one, but I don't think that's Randy Orton and Charlotte Flair. All right, let's go to the nation. All right, let's go to the busted open nation. Let's go. Let's go to Dean in New York, who's been holding a while. Yeah, Dean. I'm a- yes, sir. Good morning, guys. Um, I like the idea of Charlotte and uh, Orton. I think there's kind of a premise already written there. You see uh, Randy, he's uh, playing good and evil in his head. He's last night with uh, Christian. Oh, I'm sorry. But this is your fault. You got to forgive me. But this is your fault. Next week, he calls out uh, Rick, sits there and blames him for what he did to Christian, hits him with a RKO. Charlotte comes running out, stands in between them, says, uh, Well, you were able to RKO Beth Phoenix. Try that on me. And there you guys, you tie everything all up. Randy and. Um, What's his name? Uh, with Christian and also with the Edge, tie that all up. And there's their match. You know, I, I, and and Dean, thanks so much for the phone call. As Dean's talking, bully, and they talk about the Ric Flair involvement and you know Charlotte coming out. I, I think I would much prefer Charlotte just coming out and saying, "Randy, I'm a better wrestler than you are." Flat out, I'm just better than you are. I think I would like that a lot more than Charlotte playing the victim. I would love Charlotte kind of being the alpha here and being like, you know what, Randy, you think you're a great wrestler and you're a first ballot Hall of Famer, but I'm better. Nah, I think you got to – I shouldn't say no. That that needs to be the end result because Rick has to be the in-between here. Rick is always spouting off about how great his daughter is, and then Rick is always spouting off about how great Randy is. Well, one day Rick is going to spout off about how great Randy is in front of Charlotte. And one day Rick's going to spout off about how great Charlotte is in front of Randy. And one of them is going to be like, who do you think is better? And he's going to say, and he's going to, oh, well, and he's going to, he's going to, you know, he's going to step in it. And one of them is going to get jealous and mad. And it should be Randy because you can't go into a match like that with Charlotte as the heel. At least I don't think you can. Because wanting to see the guy make the comeback and beat the girl, uh, that's just not going to work. I think there's a lot of depth here to tell a very, very good story. Honestly, if it was a different company, let's put it this way. I would book this until WrestleMania. Do I have every little bit of the story right now to get me there? Nope. But I could build it until WrestleMania. 
because that's what creative booking does. It gives you legs. Now, would you want to see Charlotte versus Randy in one match or three matches? I mean, I I think one match is enough. I don't know if you need three matches. One match, I think, is going to be that's that's the money right there. Is that one match? If Randy beats, if if they have a fifty fifty match, and Randy beats Charlotte or Charlotte beats Randy, is any either one of them proving that they're truly better? No, I think I think like if if you go the distance, just like you know the first Rocky movie, if you go the distance, I think that's enough. I really, I, 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 that's what I think. I mean, people might, some people might feel differently, but I think, I think that would be enough to show that Charlotte can hang with, you know, arguably the best wrestler in the WWE. And if you're only going to go for one match and you're going to try to prove who's the best, why not go with a one hour iron person? First time ever. I love it. First time ever, one hour, iron person. Not an iron man, not an iron person. Could you hold this off for 10 months? You do have SummerSlam, and who knows, maybe in 10 months, maybe the world's a completely different place by this time next year. And maybe you're doing it in front of an audience. So SummerSlam is approximately two months away. Yeah, a little over two months away. So would you agree that two months almost seems a little too short, but WrestleMania almost seems a little too long? Yes. Survivor Series is not the right place for this. No. But I would, this is one match I would love to see in front of an audience. I agree. I agree. It's one of those, and Vince is a bit, Vince is like really big on first times ever. Not that this would be the first time ever, so they couldn't bill it as that. But I do agree. This match in front of the right audience. I mean, you could really say that for any match, but this one. Yeah. This one has the potential to be something very special. And it's funny that we're, it's two and a half hours into the show now, and we're talking as if this is definitely going to happen. Boy, are we going to look like schmucks when it doesn't? But you know what, Bully? If if it's not going to happen to WrestleMania, they don't have to show their hand right now. They're throwing little hints at you that this is a possibility down the road. Like 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 you just said, SummerSlam seems almost too close to make this happen in my eyes, especially to build all the hype around it. If you're going to hold it off until SummerSlam... You got to constantly plant seed. I'm sorry, my bad. If you're going to hold it off until WrestleMania, you got to constantly plant seeds along the way that it's going to happen. And Randy has to buzzsaw through the entire roster. And Charlotte has to buzzsaw through the entire roster. They have to be built into these completely unstoppable forces. It's kind of like Godzilla versus King Kong. But at the same time, but at the same time, haven't they already done that with Charlotte? Like, I think a lot of people, and the reason why a lot of people are down on Charlotte, because she has completely gone through the entire roster. I'm just riffing ideas with you on yeah. how to keep, you know, to hold it off till WrestleMania. And the one thing that would scare me about WrestleMania is the potential for injury. And that's why I would probably say, let's pull the trigger at SummerSlam, but we might not have an opportunity to have a, a great crowd. Would you bet a dollar right now that there's going to be 20,000 people at SummerSlam? No. You wouldn't bet on that, right? No. In in Florida by August, what do you think the best we're going to get is? Uh, 200 people. Well, what if they said 50% capacity of any particular building? I mean, if they go do- that far... Uh, again, uh, you probably would get maybe 5,000 fans then if, if it went that route. But what if they went to the Amway, which is in Orlando, and they were allowed to put 50% of the, of the building, and let's say, let's say it was a, uh, let's just call it 16,000 seats for wrestling. Okay. Okay? And they were able to put 8,000 people in there comfortably with social distancing and all the, all the precautions of taking temperatures, yada, yada, yada. Good enough. 8,000 people. Yeah, 8,000 would be good enough. But again, that's a big if. 
But if you hold off to WrestleMania, you would you know worst case scenario, you're probably looking at eight thousand fans. Wouldn't you say that? You would think by ten months from now, fifty percent of an arena, eight thousand fans, maybe even more. I don't know. I don't think by by next year we're gonna have the regular seventy five thousand fans at a stadium, but you know, best case scenario, 20,000 fans. Worst case scenario, 8,000 fans. This will all probably be done and gone with by November 4th. <laughs> but he, uh, maybe and maybe not. I don't know. This is why. I mean, but then are you thinking that way? If you're at a WWE where it's it's about TV ratings and buys in the network, are you even caring and thinking about the amount of people that would be in an arena for a match like that? Well, right now, I mean, they are taking, you know, they, they do take, they are taking some hits. Is WWE losing money? No. But, you know, you want you want to have people in an arena for that match. You want to give yourself the best opportunity to have the most amount of people cheering, booing behind that match. So it's not, it's about the capacity of a building. And since Florida seems to be a bit more progressive in their rules and regulations during this COVID time, I could see by SummerSlam, them, Florida allowing 50% of a, the capacity of an arena. That gives you eight to 10,000 in the Amway. Charlotte versus Randy in front of eight to 10,000 people. I think that is your very happy medium. Now, uh, we mentioned yesterday there were some fans in attendance for Monday Night Raw. Also, the news broke last night. The WWE alerted to everybody that there was a developmental wrestler that tested positive for COVID-19, and it's going to delay the tapings that were supposed to start today. A little bit of a knuckleball, though. You know, they they weren't doing testing, but they were taking temperatures, and this had happened. So I don't know how much of a curve that's going to throw, you know, as far as the potential of fans. Again, you know, right now, across the nation, Bully, things are opening up. So I think we're going to have a better answer uh, come two months what this what this nation is going to look like as far as people in attendance for events. But, you know, I know here in New Jersey, restaurants are opening for outside, uh, large gad- gatherings of 25 or more, you know, w- with some certain safety precautions are being, you know, are being green-lighted. So... Here we are three months from doomsday. I wonder what the world's going to look like two months from now. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night. No matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale. Even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch. When it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great.